Well, we're going to finish the book of Judges this morning. So I'm hoping you read those last two chapters because I'm not going to read them. But the Levite in chapter 19 of Judges, the man who took a concubine, he's an example of a man totally distraught by the sin of his nation. The Levite, like everyone else in Israel at that time, has done right in his own eyes. But his doing right, he broke God's commandment of not taking a concubine that was forbidden. And with this said, the Levite, he will experience shame, anguish, for sinning, for breaking God's commandments. The concubine that he took, she plays the harlot against him. She goes back to her home in Bethlehem, and for four months she is there with her father. But after four months, the Levite, he, he's had time to consider what he should do regarding his concubine, and he decides to go after her. And he goes after her, but he brings gifts with him, and a donkey and a servant. And his father-in-law, he's very pleased to see him. And he receives him with great hospitality. Perhaps this father-in-law is very pleased that this Levite, a religious man, will try and tame his flirtatious daughter. As parents, we don't have to be told when we have a child that is uh, wayward. Nobody has to tell us. It causes us to pray a lot, but uh, nobody had to tell this father-in-law of the Levite, father of the concubine, that his daughter is promiscuous. And, but we see in this story that God is behind the scene. And he's using this perverted, outrageous behavior of the Benjamites. And he's using it to bring change to his nation, Israel. Sin has become so outrageous in Israel at this time that God must intervene. My mother loved little ankle biter dogs, and she would take them as her pets, and she was very proud of her little dogs. But her training of these little dogs was fast and thorough. The little dog poops in the house. She would rub his nose in it, spank him with a newspaper, a rolled up newspaper, and the little puppy would squeal and yelp and do all this and would carry on. But she only had to do that a couple of times and that little dog was trained. Sometimes God allows us, he allowed this Levite to experience the pain and heartache 
of sin. And God will change the sinful behavior of all of Israel using this Levite as a tool to expose sin. This Levite, he experiences the bitter reaping of sinful activity. He obviously cares about his concubine, and he humbles himself and goes after her, and he brings gifts with him. And she's been away there in Bethlehem for four months. Now remember, this concubine has been unfaithful to him. It tells us in chapter 19, she played the harlot against her husband. She committed adultery against her husband, the Levite. Yet the Levite humbles himself and goes after her. And he brings gifts with him. He retrieves her from her father's house. And on the way home, this great homosexual perversion of rape and murder happens there in Gibeah. And we read in chapter 19, the concubine, she's raped and killed by the Benjamites there at Gibeah. And Gibeah was just kind of like the county seat of the Benjamites. Benjamin, perhaps is the smallest tribe of Israel at this time, and the concubine dying at the hands of homosexual perverted men is a gross sin. The Levite, he experienced bitter consequences of sin. He gathers up her dead body, puts it on his donkey, and he continues on his way home. But this Levite, in his own mind and in his own heart, he has to do something to expose the evil, outrageous crime against his concubine. In his own way, he must draw attention to the sinful behavior of the tribe of Benjamin. And the way he does it is Well, it's vivid, it's gross, regularly. He dismembers the body of his concubine, and he sends a body part to all the different 12 tribes of Israel. And this gross dismembering of a dead body, it unites all the nation of Israel against the Benjamites. And if there is any more outrageous crime against moral decency than this dismembering. I want you to think about this. Think about the organization here in America called Planned Parenthood that harvest aborted baby organs and, and different body parts and sells them for profit. I would love to see some organization raise up, the church perhaps, would raise up against Planned Parenthood and unite against them and battle against them. I would donate to that organization. 
But the entire nation of Israel, they come together after receiving a body part of this concubine. Concubine? Concubine. (laughs) And uh, the Levite, then he relates the story of his concubine to the entire nation of Israel. And look at verse 13 of Judges 20. Now, therefore, deliver up the men, the perverted men who are in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and remove this evil from Israel. But the children of Benjamin would not listen to the voice of their brethren, the children of Israel. So we have to ask the question, how did Israel get in such a state that this kind of wicked, perverted sin could happen openly? It's very simple. When righteous men do nothing about outrageous, sinful behavior, perversion prevails. It's that simple. The nation of Israel has a demand on the Benjamites. Deliver up these men, these perverted men who are in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and remove the evil From Israel. But the Benjamites, they have a reply, and they gather together from all their cities. They gather together at Gibeah, and they will now go to battle. They will war against the children of Israel. The Benjamites, they've committed crimes that are worthy of death. Capital punishment crimes. Israel, the 12 tribes, they want justice for these uh, perverted men at Gibeah, and they demand the death of these men that committed this crime. But the Benjamites, they're not going to hear of it. Instead, they gather all their soldiers to battle against Israel. Now consider this. The Benjamites will go to war to defend sin. Now, to Israel's credit, they want to make sure that they're not just acting all self-righteous. They desire the counsel of God on this whole episode. And there's an interesting thing to note here, and that's our zealousy Our righteousness never equals God's will and purpose. We can get all indignant, but that doesn't mean God is. It's always good to see how God feels about a situation. I sincerely believe Christian America is in a similar position to stand up against outrageous sin in our country just as Israel did against the Benjamites. I believe God is showing America mercy right now, and I think it was demonstrated in the recent election. Call me whatever, but I really do. I think God showed us mercy. I think God has given us an opportunity to turn from our sins and be righteous. I would be 
lying if I didn't say I'm pleased with President-elect and who he's surrounding himself with. Men and women of morality, men and women who are awake and aware of the moral issues of America. Now, Donald Trump, he may or may not be a great leader. He may or may not be a great president. But I, for one, want to be sure that I am lifting him up in prayer. And I think he was elected because Christians prayed that God would have mercy on us and change the direction we were headed as a nation. So I urge you, be with me in prayer. Be faithful to pray for our new leaders. We're at a time of transition in America, so be in prayer about these issues. But change didn't come easily for Israel. They go to war against the Benjamites, and three times Israel is defeated there at Gibeah as they battle against the Benjamites. Three times Israel suffers death and casualties. Thousands of Israelites die in battle before Benjamin is defeated. Once sin is entrenched in a society and it becomes a way of life, it is not so easily removed. Sin is pleasurable. The lust of sin is Satan's great ace in the hole to trap men. Lust for power, lust for pleasure. Once you practice those lusts, they become addictive. Now, the medical community considers addiction a disease. That only shows me how severe yielding to sin can affect us. Now, I don't have to buy drugs. I don't have to buy alcohol or cigarettes or any other thing that would dominate my life to see the evilness that exists there. America as a nation has gone down the road of sexual sin. Just a matter of fact. And unfortunately, the cover-up for sexual sin sometimes is abortion. That's one subject. I don't want to get carried away on that. But we also see the medical profession offering feel-good drugs to really anybody that wants pain relievers or anything like that. And perhaps I do it a little too quick, and the results can be addiction. And the taking of unborn babies, killing them and harvesting their body parts for profit is reprehensible. You can't call it anything else. And to reverse these Extreme, horrible crimes, it's not going to come easily. Planned Parenthood makes big money selling body parts. 
they're not going to quit doing that because it's outrageous, because it's evil. They will have to be forced to quit doing that. Unfortunately, as Christians, we have been silenced by the powers to be because they sound reasonable. How many of you have to be careful at work what you say you want to be politically correct? I think we have become afraid to declare sin, sin. We put different labels on it, but sometimes we hesitate to simply call sin, sin. We see grandmas at airports being scanned by security personnel because we don't want a terrorist to bomb one of our airplanes or something. Grandmas? <laughs> There's another trend that is frightening. And just this past week we saw it, and that was the killing of policemen, law enforcement officers now or frontline hazard. They're being killed, openly executed, right in their squad cars and things like this. Policemen, sheriffs, whatever, being shot execution style. So what do we do about that? Glad you asked. <laughs> Glad you. I have here, I'm on my soapbox now, Chick fil A card. Got 50 of them. $10 each. What I want us to do as a fellowship, and I'm a, I want our children to get involved in this too find a cop, find a veteran. Find somebody that's maybe a firefighter, somebody like this, and you give them this $10 card and you say, have a meal on Calvary Chapel. Now, we're going to give out these cards. They're going to be back there, and I want our children to be involved in it. Give out something. Do something that's positive to let these people know that put their life on the line for us that they're appreciated. That's a small thing to do. So we can do that here this Christmas time. So I'm off my soapbox now. That was a good soapbox. No. <laughs> but several times in the book of Judges, we read that there was no king in Israel. As parents, do you, do you encourage your children to... Uh, Pursue a career in law enforcement or perhaps in the military? Well, I think you think twice of it in today's world. Donald Trump, he's promised to restore strength and respect to our military forces. I hope he does. My prayer is that he will do this. Unfortunately, Christian America has been asleep at the wheel regarding Sin, and now we're reaping the benefits of sin. But if we humble ourselves, as we humbled ourselves and prayed over the elections, 
We repented of our sins. And God has heard our prayers. And I think America has an opportunity to be healed by God. So continue to pray. Don't stop praying now. But maybe you've heard some of the outcries and protests, those that are upset with the election. It only shows that we're in a battle, my Christian friends. It only demonstrates that we are in a battle against evil behavior and sin. Israel, they asked the Benjamites, turn over these men who committed these vile, perverse sins of rape and murder, for we want to execute them. But the Benjamites would rather go to war than to turn over or change from their sinful ways. Think about that. A nation, Israel, a nation of God. In verse 46 of chapter uh, 20, So all who fell at Benjamin that day were 25,000 men who drew the sword. All these men were men of valor. That's not a misprint. 25,000 Benjamites, men of valor, are killed defending sin. They would rather go to battle and die than to repent and change. If America is to change, if we are to return as a society that's moral and righteous, it will be painful. There will be opposition. There will be those who battle us. But Benjamin, the tribe is almost entirely wiped out. They're down to a precious few. But it grieved the other tribes of Israel to see their brothers reduced down to nothing but notice the sin of Benjamin had to be dealt with radically. You can't coexist with sin. If, and it's a big if, if we as Christians will be salt and light, if we will be the purifying influence God has called us to be, and if we continue to pray and stand up for righteousness, God promises to heal our land. That's a great promise. The last verse, in the last chapter of Judges, everyone was doing right in his own eyes. But what is right? Doing right must be filtered through God's word. It's crucial that we do right in the eyes of God, not in our own eyes. So how do we do right? Well, first, I think you need a good Bible translation. I personally do not read or study Bibles that add to God's word, that add to the translation. Many Bibles are trying to help us understand passages by adding what they think is helpful comments for us to understand. 
For me, that's like watching a, a political convention on TV, then the news commentators coming on and telling me what was just said. I just watched it. I know what was said. But today, you can buy a Bible that will cater to your fancies. Let me list a few of the Bibles that are out there for you to buy. The Cook's Bible. You like to cook? The Jogger's Bible. The Lover's Bible. The Bowler's Bible. The Golfer's Bible. The Gardener's Bible. The Surfer's Bible. Oh, that, that'd be a good one. Teaching Bibles, graduate Bibles, and the list goes on and on. So you can buy a Bible to fit whatever fancy you may have. And I'm not making this up. These are all legitimate Bibles that you can go and buy. These Bibles highlight what they're attempting to push upon you. And it's a switch. It's not me being translated into God's image, but God coming down and being the image I want him to be. Get yourselves a good Bible, a good translation. Read it and see what God's word is for you. The King James and the New King James are taken from the Texas Receptus. What does that mean? They are the original writings. They try not, they do occasionally, influence you how to believe or what to believe. They just translate. These translations that add or delete to God's word, they can be confusing. So just get you a good translation. There's a lot of good ones out there. So even the selection of a Bible can be very important to receiving God's word. So with that being said, get a good Bible, read your Bible, be praying for your nation. We're in a time of transition. I believe that with all my heart. We have a chance to see our nation change right before our eyes. And let's make sure as believers that we're praying for our leaders. Amen? Amen. Let me get you to stand. We'll close in prayer. And we'll have the Chick-fil-A cards in the back. Get them for yourself and your children. We want our kids involved in this. Amen. Father God, we thank you for hearing our prayers, Lord. We thank you for the elections and their results. And Lord, we don't want to stop there. We want to continue to pray for those that have been elected, those in positions of authority over us. We want to show our appreciation, Lord, to police officers, to sheriff officers, to anyone in positions of power and authority, Lord. We want to show them that we're with them. So help us to be an encouragement. As we give out these little gift cards, just a meal, Lord, may you guide and direct us to that person that needs it, and we'll appreciate it as we try to show our love and appreciation to those that are over us in authority.
And we pray for this, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.